Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. From New York, Pillsbury's Best Enriched Flour brings you Grand Central Station. Central Station's traditional Christmas play. A drama you will long remember. This is Galen Drake. And before we get into our Christmas story, I want to say just a word about the three top prize-winning recipes in Pillsbury's Grand National Recipe and Baking Contest. The grand prize was awarded for a recipe for Pillsbury's $50,000 no-need water-rising twist. The second prize of $10,000 was for Starlight Mint Surprise Cookies. And the third prize of $4,000 was for a chocolate cake, Aunt Carrie's Bon Bon Cake. Now, there's $64,000 worth of prize-winning recipes. Recipes won with Pillsbury's Best Flour. Now, as you know, you always bake your best with Pillsbury's Best, and... And we have those three recipes ready for you now, and we'll be glad to send them to you. You just drop a penny postcard to Ann Pillsbury, Prize Recipe Department, 
Minneapolis 2, Minnesota. And she'll send you your copy. Ann Pillsbury, Prize Recipe Department, Minneapolis 2, Minnesota. After the train from Albany pulled in, no one, not a single person, actually saw the young man with soft brown hair and soft brown eyes come through the gate. Still unseen, he walks the length of the great waiting room. Now strangely tranquil as travel ebbs on Christmas Eve. Quietly, he goes out the door, down the street, and then up the broad marble stairs of the hospital. When the girl at the switchboard turns to him... What can I do for you, sir? Without saying a word, he gives her a card. She's startled by the name on it and instantly announces him to the hospital superintendent. Dr. Mason is here to see you. Mason? Dr. Mason who applied for an internship? Yes, Dr. Garrett, it is Dr. Mason from Albany. But that... But that's impossible. Shall I ask him about the telegram? Oh, no, no. No, I'll do it. Send him in, please. Yes, sir. Uh, Dr. Garrett will see you, sir. First door to the left. Dr. Mason? You are Dr. Mason? I'm sorry that I was delayed, Dr. Garrett. Well, I... But just ten minutes ago, I... Yes. Ten minutes ago, you received a telegram. Why, that's right. I know. From your mother. I know. But, man, I... Well, look at it. It says that you... That I was killed. Do you mind if I tear up that telegram, Dr. Garrett? Well, I... I don't understand. I, I was so unnerved by that wire. I, I counted so much on your being here tonight, Christmas Eve. A night always busy with calls. You are short of interns. Oh, yes. Mason, these are the slums. Walk through block after block and you won't see a doctor shingle. Not one. The people here are too poor. They know only one healer. The intern and his ambulance. And tonight, night of mercy and goodwill, they would have cried out in vain... Well, now that you've come, I won't have to say to the suffering, wait, wait. There's only one ambulance tonight, and that's out on a call. Wait and suffer. I have no one to send to you because Dr. Mason was killed. Uh, uh, it's good that you're here, Mason. It, it's good. It's good to be here, Dr. Garrett. Well, you better get started. Take this slip down to the storeroom. See that they give you a warm sheepskin coat. Thank you. And a pair of mittens. From there, you go to the ambulance room. I'll have your driver waiting for you. His name is Mac. My name is Mac. The chief says I drive your crate tonight. Crate? Crate, jalopy, sick buggy, ambulance, take your pick. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> you green interns, you're all the same. The first time you spy an ambulance, your eyes pop wide like you've seen a heavenly chariot or something. Not me. I've been driving this old baby for eight rotten years. An ambulance, Mac, is a sacred thing. It is a chariot of mercy. Uh-oh, two bells, that says... Come on, Mason, that's your first call. 234 South Street. 234 South Street. 234 South Street. Look, Pop. 
Carl, help me out by watching out for cars cutting in at the cross streets. We don't stop for no red lights. Lock, Doc, what did I tell you? Watch it or we'll both be killed. Holy cow, you new interns. You're all alike. You're always dreaming. You put on a white coat and pants and your head goes up in the clouds. Why are you so bitter, Mac? Why shouldn't I be bitter? If it wasn't for you, I'd be home with the wife right now. You truly believe that only because of me... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you hadn't showed up, this ambulance would be parked in the garage for crying out loud. I would have had the night off like on a decent job. To you, driving an ambulance is just a job like any other? Yeah, nothing but... I'd be glad when the shift is over. But, Mac, this is Christmas Eve. You're telling me. This is one night at least you could forget that driving an ambulance is a job. This one night you could look upon it as an errand of mercy. An errand of mercy? <laughs> you know where we're going? To help someone afflicted. Afflicted? Afflicted with alcohol, you mean? I'll give you two to one or we're making a stew call. Stew call? Yeah. We're risking our next terror through traffic to give some drunk a whiff of smelling salts. Any man who cries out for help, whether he be brimful of drink or empty of blood, his call shall be answered. Yes, says you. Okay, come on, Mason. Make it snap quick. I your bag, Doc. Thank you, Mac. I won't need it. But he's out cold, Mason. Come on, give him a whip of the stuff. Quit when we blow. Quiet, Mac. Come now. Open your eyes, sir. <laughs> because the drunk, sir. Look, Mason, here's the spirit of ammonia. Hold it under his nose, will you? <laughs> that always wakes him up. Quiet, Mac. <sighs> Come, sir. Open your eyes. That's right, Mason. You just talk pretty to him and he'll open his eyes. Where am I? Why is everybody laughing? What's the matter? Nothing, nothing. Just put your arm around my shoulder. That's it. Now, let me help you to stand up straight. There. Now. Feel better? I feel all right. I feel fine. My head is so clear. Of course, of course. All you needed was to stand on your own two feet. To be strong. Be of good cheer. Gosh, Doc. That's... Sure wonderful medicine you give me. Medicine? What kind of gag you pulling? He didn't give you no medicine. There was nothing the matter with you. You toss off a beer and you lay down in the street like you're out calling. We waste an ambulance on you. I got a mind to take a poke at That'll you. That'll be enough, Mac. Tell me, sir. What is your name? Well, if it's all the same to you... Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Give uh, me a name. He's got to make out his report. Pete Lantern, doctor... Peter, you won't lose faith again. You will stand up, self-reliant, and you will face life courageously and with new hope. Come on, Mason. We ain't got all night. Let's get going. Duck, duck. Yes, Peter? Uh, a Merry Christmas to you, Duck. Thank you, sir.
Mason. Dr. Mason, I'd like to speak to you. Yes? Mason, Mac tells me you didn't even open your bag on your first call. No, it wasn't necessary. Well, now, don't misunderstand me, Mason. I... I can't begin to tell you how thankful I am that you're with us this evening, but... Uh... But from now on, I'm not to use suggestion. Or whatever it was you did use. Please follow standard materia medica in treating your cases. We... You're... You're not offended. Of course not. Oh, that's fine, Dr. Mason. That... Oh, that's your call again. Third floor. 19 Water Street, third floor. 19 Water Street, third floor. good at guessing. You were right the last time. What sort of call is this one going to be? It's no guessing, it's experience. This time it's no drunk. Oh? What do you think it is? A birth, or maybe a death. Christmas Eve, and someone is to live or die. It is better that one should live on Christmas Eve. Mac, let it be a birth we're going to difference to me, Doc, a bite or a debt. I just drive. How long have you been doing it, Mac? Huh? Oh, like I told you, eight rotten years, that's how long. What you call eight rotten years were truly eight glorious years, filled with service to your fellow men. Cut the chatter, Mason, this is it. Number 19 is red brick house upstairs. Come on, make a snap here, third floor rear. Tears on Christmas Eve, young man. I'm afraid you're too late. Uh, you thought it'd be a pretty wrong, Mason. It sure looks Wait, like... Wait, Mac. Don't say it. No, no. Perhaps we're not too late. Tell me, how is the mother? She's all right. But our baby... Yes, your baby. Crippled. Terribly crippled. I, I. We prayed for our child to be born on Christmas Eve. We thought we'd be so happy tonight. Come now, come. No tears. Not on Christmas Eve. I'll have a look at the infant. Wait here, please. Make a snappy, Mason. That Garrett's always nervous when all the ambulances are out. So what? But, but before they would 
terribly twisted. Both his arms were terribly crippled. You can see for yourself the child is normal. But, but I tell you, before when I looked at... I swear they were twisted. And, and now... You were under great tension. Perhaps your imagination... Yes. Yes. Oh, my little son. Aren't his tiny fingers so tiny? <laughs> and now go in and tell your wife truthfully that her baby is normal in every way. Show her. Yes. Yes. We both look forward to a happy Christmas Eve. It is. Remember, tears are not for Christmas Eve. Hey. Ah, come on, Mason. Forget all that good fairy stuff. This fella's hopped up enough as is. Let's go. Yes, Mac. Oh, doctor. Yes? Oh, uh, uh, Merry... Merry Christmas, doctor. Thank you. A Merry Christmas to you, sir. Mason. Dr. Mason. Yes, Dr. Garrett, you've been looking for yes, me. Yes, sir. Oh, um, only one bell. Go on, Dr. Garrett. Well, I must speak to you, Mason, about, about the telegram. Yes? The telegram which said that Dr. Mason was killed. The one you said was a mistake. Did I, Dr. Garrett? I've just spoken to the center of that telegram. I have just finished talking to Dr. Mason's mother on the long-distance telephone. That's my call. I'm sorry, I no. must go, Dr. Now, wait, wait, man, wait. I want to talk to you. Listen to me, please. Dr. Mason was killed. Do you hear? Three hours before you walked into my office, he was killed while driving to the Albany Railroad Station. And his mother saw him die. Well, Mac, what is this call going to be? Uh, uh, a birth or a death? I don't know, Mason, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like this one. There, there, there's something about this call. It gave me a funny chill all of a sudden. Because it's in your neighborhood? Ah, uh, uh, what do you think this call is going to be? Because it is your wife. Sally, is this job a rotten job, Mac? Now that you can rush a doctor to her side, is this ambulance still a crate? Now that it's speeding to answer your own wife's cry of pain. Stop that kind of talk, will you? You're trying to make me think something's happened, Ellie. I ain't afraid. I'll say it again. Driving this crane is still a job and a bum one at that. And the eight years? Rotten years, wasted years. Could have had my own garage and repair business. I'd be in the chips today instead of... Yes, you would have made more money. Instead of risking my neck driving all night, twisting in and out of help pillars, skidding on slippery car tracks. Why, Mac? Why did you do it? How many times I gotta tell you that nothing in this whole cockeyed world could have kept me sitting back of this wheel except my wife. If it wasn't for earlier... We just passed. That was ours. And the... The, the lights are on. Is that unusual? Oh, no. It just means Ellie ain't home. She... She, uh... She's probably going down to the corner as far as the drugstore. Yeah. Ellie watched the dog there. Every night about this time. 
And... And... Yes, Mac? The call we're going to. There's that drugstore. Yes, Mac. Mason, you got a hunch what it is. Tell me what it is. It is not a birth, Mac. Take her to the hospital, Mac. People, Mac, who will cry out for help. As your wife did, we will answer. Not me. I ain't moving. It is Christmas Eve, Mac. Christmas Eve. What a Christmas present I got. <laughs> Six four West Street. It's our turn, Mac. Six four West Street. All right, Mason. Six but this four is West my last Street. trip for the night. No, not for the night. Forever. I'm through, do you hear? All washed up. For good. That is. Remember how the old woman blessed you with tears in her eyes. Oh, I can't think of nothing but Ellie's going. You with your big ideas and your fine speeches. What do you know about sorrow and suffering? All that there is to know, my son. Now, when you when you said that for a for a second, you got old. You, you look more than a thousand years old. God, I must be seeing things like Con Ellie is leaving me, and I'm crazy, crazy with grief and sorrow. Grief and sorrow for you. Yet, how much you did to relieve others of that pain. It's funny, Mason, but... Yes, Mac? When when you said those words, I, I... I thought of my eight years. The eight rotten years. 
And and they didn't they didn't they didn't seem so bad. Not anymore. Now I I I I, I kind of like them. Sorrow worketh repentance. You should, Mac. You should glory in them. Eight years of bringing a healer healer to the suffering. Eight years of rushing the torn and the smashed to the hands of the mender. Yeah. The words, they just, they just, they just take the pain right out of me. They, they just draw it out. Now that your work for this night is finished, Mac, I will walk home with you. Go home? While Elliot... <laughs> yes. Okay, if you say so, Mason. But for the life of me, I don't know why I take your word. What a break. What a rotten break I got on Christmas Eve. You love her a great deal, don't you? Yeah. Soon, it will be midnight. A merry... Christmas? How did she greet you each night when you returned from your driving? How did Ellie greet... Uh, why, why do you ask that, Mason? Tell me, Mac. I want you to say it. Well, she... Tell me. She, she's like a, like a happy, anxious kid. She, she'd go out and put on a porch light... Didn't matter even if the weather was terrible. I used to boil her out for it. Tell her she'd catch pneumonia. But but she'd always put on a porch light and stand outside there, waiting for... Waiting for her shining light returning from his errands of mercy. As soon as she'd see me come around her next corner, she'd call to me. And now, will you continue your driving? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sticking to it, Mason. Even though Ellie won't be around, I, I'm sticking. This is your corner. Yeah. <laughs> Look to your house, my son. The light? A porch light, it's on. Mason! Your eyes! Mason! Mason!
You have just heard the sixth annual Pillsbury presentation of Grand Central Station's traditional Christmas drama. Explore beyond the stratosphere in Museum of the Bible's compelling exhibition, Scripture and Science, Our Universe, Ourselves, Our Place, in Washington, D.C., open now through January 15th, featuring artifacts from trailblazers in history like Isaac Newton, Nicholas Copernicus, and hidden figures like Dorothy Vaughn. This exhibit guides you through groundbreaking discoveries and thought-provoking questions. Come and see how Scripture and Science have shaped our world. Get your tickets today at museumofthebible.org. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.